0: Probably a lot of pitches last night and then didn't really have you know below day game after night game But I think those are spots we're gonna bring him in uh, Or into, excuse me Um, Sinker was good after the After the two homers I think to stand Um, But I think it's just kind of more so uh, You know you're gonna be in those spots And um, you know you'll probably have a little bit more time to recover in the season so I think during the year it's 22 or 24 pitches Probably not pitching in day game the next day anyway, but um, good for him to kind of see how to maneuver that situation going
1: forward. That was John Schneider, manager of the Blue Jays, talking about Zach Pop after uh, Pop gave up a couple of homers yesterday against the New York Yankees. Uh, Zach Pop has made the Toronto Blue Jays' twenty-six man roster. That much we know after a weekend that saw a whole bunch of guys moved out. Uh, we, one of the things we got we we got to stop calling them cuts. You ever say so-and-so is is, is cut. Well, here's the thing. None of those guys were going to make the team for the most part. Like, Nate Pearson, he was cut. He had a shot at making the team. Addison Barger, he wasn't cut. He had no chance of making the team. When when you cut somebody, football has it right. When you cut somebody, that means they
0: gone. Mm -hmm. They out of there.
1: Cuts. Cuts in spring training are a bunch of guys who are still going to be in the organization. So I'm sure if
0: you ask the player, which I've been one of those, it feels like a cut. Well, but you can. Well, it does. It feels like I've just, a, I've just been released from the world, and now i no. got to go down there where nobody's You're, going to pay attention. But, but to you me. Have not, But you have not been released. You've well, been sent down it,
1: to the minor league. I understand that, but, but that's the way it's Again, feels. you get my point. Cuts is dumb. We, mm. we started spring training by saying we could name the 26 man roster. And then we say, oh, my God, so-and-so was cut. No, they weren't. They were sent out. Anyhow, just a, a small thing. It's a small thing. Uh, Zach Pop, as I said, has uh, apparently made the team. Uh, the, I guess the one decision out there that remains is the 26th man. And, you know, we tend to think that it's probably going to come down to, uh, or the final position player, I should say, we tend to think that it's probably going to come down to Otto Lopez or Nathan Lucas. Um, there are, of course, a bunch of players who were put in waivers yesterday by teams as they made cuts guys like Cole Calhoun and guys like that names that the Jays may have had an interest in at one point, but John Schneider saying that uh, yesterday to his mind that the Jays aren't going to go outside, outside the organization for that 26 man, nor should they. I've always, I've always, I've always looked at it this way. You know what you've got, you've had Nathan Lucas and Otto Lopez in camp for a reason. Um, Let's see what they can do at the start of the season. If they can't make it, Go, Kevin, then you look outside the organization. But the point of emphasis, Zach Pop. Zach Pop uh, pitched on Saturday, then went out on Sunday and was not very good. Gave up back-to-back home runs to Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo. Uh, Day game after night game, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, As John Schneider said, the sinker-slider combination seemed to be, especially the sinker, seemed to be okay after the home runs but that's not going to be good in the regular season. <laughs> that works in yeah, spring training and say, well, so-and-so, at least the sinker was good after yeah, back-to-back amazing. home runs. It's amazing working when, in the when, regular it's the, season. when you're
0: throwing the sinker to somebody that's not named Rizzo or Judge. That, that's the difference for me is, is it's way, again, this gets back to the bullpen. We've been talking about this. There's a couple of guys that you're going to count on to pitch no matter where you're at in the lineup. We Garcia and, and Romano. Everybody else – is everybody else. And, and John Snyder, I think, said it in a nice way that we had to find out whether or what not what the stuff's going to look like. Yeah. And now we know that him throwing to the top of the order, maybe back to back days, eh, probably not the best of ideas, depending on what the score is, where you're at in the game. Uh, and this gets back to it. You got to find out. You'd rather find out in spring training, but this is what their bullpen's made of. Yeah. And I get back to that 900 innings from the rotation. It's never been more important for me. Like that, this is their rotation is their strength, and they have to hide people like Zach Pop. I'm, I'm nothing against him, but the point is when you're you have a balanced schedule and you're going to face more teams that are above 500 like last year, and you had some issues doing that, and you're going to need some shutdown guys when it's the sixth to seven. You can lose a game in the sixth and seventh inning, and that's where these guys you got to find out what you got. And I just think that's. Sort of what you saw, right? It's sack pop sometimes relies more on throwing it than locating it. And you can't do that to the top of the order. I think the
1: interesting sidebar to this story, uh, if you want, or I guess the interesting maybe the flip side to this story, is Mitch White has been put in the IL. He's got got elbow inflammation. Uh, This is a guy whose spring training was not even interrupted. It never really got off the ground uh, as a result of a shoulder impingement. You get the sense, Kevin, that he's when he comes back, he will be stretched out as a starter in AAA uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I think the Jays understand that their starting pitching depth, one thing that's been shown in spring this year is it's not very good. Um, there's a whole bunch of Drew Hutchison happening in that at, at AAA. <laughs> And the idea that any of those guys could come up and give you, you know, maybe, maybe one outing, yeah, but the idea that anybody down there is going to come up and give you four or five starts is not, it's, it's, it's just not
0: on. And the schedule, because of the days off, will allow right. you to not have but, to but you, you really, use but, a long relief guy. To-
1: well, I was going to yeah, say, yeah. I think we've, we may have seen the disappearance of the long relief man. And you know Ben Nicholson Smith wrote about this, and it kind of makes sense because everybody you've got to have third. You're, you're taking 13 pitchers now. Yeah, everybody's got eight relievers. Uh, honestly,
0: you shouldn't need a long. Yeah, man. I think that's I think that's performance driven for me. You have to see what Barrios looks like. You'll have to see what Yusei Kikuchi looks like. If they're if they're having those hiccups where it's the it's the third of an inning and it's blowing up your bullpen, that I think will. You know, make you, force you to have to put what you have to put on your roster. But I'm with you. Start the season, the way the schedule is, the way you think your rotation is. I mean, some dudes are confident now. I think you say Kikuchi looks like Barrios is, you know, I still have my doubts. I mean, it's put up or shut up for him a little bit because of what he signed for and all of these things. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think, I think it's, I think their rotation's really good. I think that's sort of what they can hang their hat on and their lineup. And I think their outfield defense is a little better, and it does get back for me a little bit about Bo Bichette and the defense at shortstop. I, it'll have to be okay, like that. That's the one thing, right? It's there's there's no really other option than he has to be one of the main guys that's going to catch the ball right at you most of the time, if not all the time. If he can do that, they'll have a good chance of going where they want to go. If he doesn't, then. Yeah, but I think it's That's, still
1: you still have to focus on the pitching right. Absolutely. Now. You have to focus it's on the a good pitching defense. and and I I really do think that that um the fact that the the fact that you have the three batter minimum now all this you the idea that that you need a long reliever, somebody who can go two and a third innings or a long reliever now, you know what a long reliever is? A long reliever now is somebody who can finish out an inning, give you another inning after that. One and a third's one and two thirds, that's a long reliever. And if I've got a choice of taking a guy who's got power stuff or good stuff, but can only give me one and a third or two innings, or I got a guy who's throws slop up there, but on a good day might be able to give me two or three innings. I don't want the guy who on a good day might be able to give me two or three innings. I'd rather take a guy with a little bit of stuff. Yeah, I think
0: think too, but further to your point is, you know, they have a really good lineup, which helps they're going to score a lot of runs. It's going to hide some of the woes, of what maybe if your rotation does have a hiccup, but the first four guys in that rotation is really good. Yeah. Like, or at least the first three guys, first three I, guys I think are, really are very good. predictable. That's and, a and, good way to put and, it. And it's yes. going to give you what you think you you should be getting from them. The other two guys, eh. but I think the other two guys, you know, they, there's some urgency there. Like it's, it, Barrios last year was embarrassed that that was the theme that I got from the people that I talked to. It was embarrassing. And I I think you might see a little bit of better bounce back and, he may be the guy that he need they need 200 innings from him if they get 200 innings i think it'll all fall in place and it will look like fans want it to look from him mm-hmm. it's just by looking at how many innings he throws the uh, jays
1: lost 6-2 to the yankees yesterday they'll play the phillies today that game will be streaming and on tv jack curry yes network uh, yankees host and best. analyst one of the best will join us mm-hmm. we will talk about the yankees we'll take our our continue our season or our preview Look around the American League East. A reminder, the back leg line is open, 416-413-3959. Questions or comments for Barker? A further reminder, effective Wednesday, we will be on two hours from, uh, uh, think about it, Jeff, 10 to noon Eastern on Sportsnet 590, the fan, Sportsnet 360. Opening day is Thursday, I guess, the St. Louis Cardinals. No surprise, the Blue Jays made official on Friday that Alec Manoa will be the opening day starter. Uh, what I else? was a little
0: surprised.
1: Yeah. What else happened this weekend? Goss- Gossman's in line to be the starter at the home opener right now, which is, I said the home opener's a bigger deal to me. It's just me. It's a bigger deal to me than
0: opening day. I think if they stick but with it the way it is and you, you continue to not jump the days off Gossman with the way it. it's lined yeah. up, yeah, you would think Gossman gets... Uh, Brandon
1: Belt missed two days with non-COVID illness. We mentioned Nate Pearson was optioned and, uh, an interesting situation, Friday. I don't want to make too much of this, but look, we talked about how Alejandro Kirk was late getting to camp because of the, uh, awaiting the birth of, of the couple's first child. And one of the things we talked about was it's a brave new world in baseball with the pitch clock and some of the rules in place. Friday, we saw a situation uh, where uh, Alejandro Kirk, I, I'm trying to figure who was a plate. I think it was Derek Hall was a play for the Phillies. Um, Alejandro Kirk called timeout, didn't go to the mound. Uh, Derek Hall was given first base by the home plate umpire. It was called a ball, given the first base. And basically what happened is Alejandro Kirk could tell that there was some confusion with Alec Manoa as to which pitch he wanted to throw. He called timeout, but then he didn't go out to the mound. If you're the catcher, you call timeout. You gotta, it's got to be... make a mound visit. You know, look, there there are all these different wrinkles to rules uh, that people are going to have to get used to. Kirk said after the game, and this is a quote, it's confusing with the speed of the game. I'm just going to ask you this, Kevin. Uh, Is it, though? Well,
0: thank you. Is it, though? It's not for me. Like I, I look, I again, I, I get back to this umpire thing where you got to have a little common sense, and I understand that every little rule and every little part of the rule that they're going to throw their hands up and and you know just to the nth degree. How dare you not do this? Gotta, I don't think it was gotta, a matter gotta of gotta how little, da- it was a matter think, of how I think it- he called time out. Right? For me, umpires should think that's enough. Like if even if you take a step to the mound, but that's not. I get it. That's not. This is my point here. Rules. Is I I understand what the rule is. And if you, but is it really that
1: big of a deal? Well, uh, let me put it, it. Let me put it to you this way: If that happened in a regular season yeah, game, the guy and you're the, the opposing,
0: ma- and you're the opposing manager, I,
1: you're going to point that. It's I, the rules. I, the rules. I the rules. Get the rule.
0: I know what the rule is, but and, it, it's just it's not confusing. And and again, it gets back to when it happens to you once in spring training. Okay, good. It better never happen again. Do it, you like now that we've seen it? And I guess we, we'll get further. Hopefully we'll get
1: confirmation about this. Well, we've got to get it before the opener. It appears as if the idea of pitchers calling their own pitches, as if that pitchers will have control of pitch con, That'll. I don't through. see
0: why it wouldn't be. What's what, uh, the no, reasoning I, I, behind I'm saying, Why not? I'm saying, wouldn't you rather have that? I, absolutely. Like what? What we're so far into this thing now. What? Uh, like why, what? The what's the big deal? I, I don't understand. what I they're waiting completed. for why? Why is the why well, be it so I, it's secretive? And it's just not, say it, it is This it what it is. It's
1: not secretive. I think it's one of those things where you you know you make the announcement when you make the announcement, and we don't know. Frankly, we don't know what the player reaction is to this. Players have got to sign There may be players. I'm sure that don't not. Like
0: it. I'm sure not every pitcher is going to. You don't have to use it. But if you want to use it, you yeah, can use I, it. I I would. You don't, I mean, think, you don't think Bassett and the guy catching you, Danny Jansen's not excited about it, um, dude? Go ahead. Like I got no clue. There's eight of them. Danny, you got two different J- sliders yeah. and two different change ups. Sometimes you just got no clue. You push it, I and still I'll think, set up where you want me to I set up. I still think
1: the funniest line of spring training was Kevin Gossman saying that Gossett's going to need two, or that Bassett's going to need two uh, pitch comms because he throws ten different pitches. Um, uh, it's eight eight different, pitches. Eight, well, eight, 10, whatever you say, eight, I say 10. <laughs> Where else do you want to go? Kevin is, uh, we await Jack Curry. What else we got to talk about? The the final man, um, bah, bah, uh, it's not again. a big deal.
0: It's the 26 guy. They'll put on it. Look to it sounds to me like it'll be a little bit of a revolving door anyway. Yeah. Depends on injuries and those kind of things. It's nice for the player. Nathan Lucas has worked hard. You know, you see some at bats with with runners on base. That do you really like it? I I don't even know how you judge the twenty six guy, right? It's 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 more of early in the season. It, how much will he play? I right? like it's the, it's that kind of thing, right? It's more about coming in for defense late in the game. It's more about running for a guy like Turkey. Like either one of those guys can do that. So I
1: still keep getting back to the fact, though, that the Otto Lopez's big selling point to me is I can play stick him field. in the infield.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, is there a worry for you? You've seen this team now. What what would you think other than the quality of the depth and the rotation? That for me is Yeah, they I don't really got any other than that. Is there a worry like is it the
1: lineup? Is it the I'm not worried about the lineup. I'm not worried about, about the I'm not worried about the defense at revolving all. Revolving door at second. I'm not. You worried. think it matters? N- no, because it, if if it's a re- if it's a revolving door with three guys, everybody knows I'm okay with that. If they had brought somebody in halfway through spring training to be part of that revolving door, yeah, I don't. I don't even think of it as a revolving door. I think it's going to be largely Santiago Espinal and and Whit Merrifield and a little bit of Kevin Biggio. I think Kevin Biggio is going to play more positions maybe than. Then we think he's going to play on a regular basis. My really, you know, my only concern with this team, obviously if Kikuchi and Barrios aren't good, it's, it's run up the red flag. It's, it's trouble, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to say, I'm going to assume one of those two, I'm going to assume you'll be able to put it together. Fingers crossed. I still have some issues about the bullpen. Um, it's still largely the bullpen that spit out the bit against. I can't put it any other way. Spit out the bit against the same. Brought in the guy the, the, the Seattle the, Mariners, was the
0: team that beat you, that didn't even pitch against you. Yeah. That that would tell you the biggest games of the year. That's uh, this is the thing. Guess, here. It gets back to the matchup. Here's the way. Like, here's what great I great teams have to match yeah. up late in games. It's hard. Here's what I a here, here's the way. I, here's the way I look at it. Here's the way I look at it. Are you
1: any more confident with this bullpen? Right now, than you were at the end of last year.
0: No. Regular season, the bullpen is good enough because of how smart John Snyder is and Pete Walker. They're going to match up. They know these guys. Well, better then than the anybody. bullpen's not an issue. No, it is. You're just During arguing season, against I'm yourself. I'm okay. Well, then okay, it's not champ- an issue. It's not a championship bullpen in my mind. I've said this, and I've said this before already. That regular season, it's okay. That's because, not an issue. No, that's not what I'm saying you are. the the going into the season, it's about winning a championship or at least having a chance to win a championship when the when the bell rings, which it's ringing in October for them, it's ringing ding ding, it's ringing. I as a manager John, we've seen this matchup thing and thinking this thing through and flipping dudes around to get Tim Mays in the game. It ain't working. Like, that's what I'm trying to tell you is the talent's good enough. Their lineup's good enough. Their rotation's deep enough that it can hide some of these in the regular season. (laughs) When the playoffs start, for me,
1: they don't have an eighth inning guy. All right, let me. Where's the eighth inning guy? Let let me ask you this, then. Let me ask you this. Let's look at this question in a twofold manner, then. You asked me what my concerns are right now. And I said, my biggest concern is regular the Regular season. Yeah, My biggest concern in the regular season is the bullpen. My biggest concern in the postseason is the bullpen. To me, the, 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 the one thing I have seen this spring, and Ben Wagner touched on this last week, the one thing I have seen this spring out of the bullpen that makes me a little more optimistic than I was in spring training was Jimmy Garcia's Velocity. The only thing, the only thing I've seen. We saw it in the WBC. We saw it here. We've seen it in the Grapefruit League. I don't know what it means. I don't know if it's going to be there in August. But I saw the type of velo out of him that makes me think he can be the eighth inning guy. And maybe, maybe, maybe at times when Jordan Romano's down, he's the guy that gets the ball in the ninth inning. That that's the the only thing I've seen out of this bullpen. I mean, I I like Zach Pop. I'm glad he's on the team. I'm into the whole Clay Holmes thing. I like the I I, I like the sinker.
0: I'm Play glad Holmes, I'm, Clay Holmes got 99. I, ninety nine. I'm glad Zach Pop it ain't, ain't ninety
1: five. It, it, it was ninety-five years. Pop, Zach Pop can get up to ninety seven. It was ninety five. Anyhow, all I'm saying is the main thing is Jimmy Garcia's velo. That makes me a little more comfortable. Yeah, I don't. But that's I don't, the only issue I have. And, you know, look, you, we can sit. Here. We can sit here and say Bo Bichette's defense They're, is an issue. Here's the thing: we don't know whether or not Bo Bichette's defense is an issue. Let's see what not having the shift well, does. Let's just see. We don't know what it's going to look like. We have no idea. We're 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 guessing. We don't have a sample size from spring training. Let's wait and see. How he adapts Paul, Paul to this Paul just said it's a little silly when we had him on.
0: He's a shortstop. He played for the Reds. He played play with me. He was saying not having a khaki tell you where to stand nine times out of ten is silly. It would make you worse as a defender. Like, you know, arm strength, accuracy, movement side to side. Like, it's a big deal now. You're going to see Bo doing a lot of things on the well, run. Like that that is the thing I think I'm not saying this is a word. It's, it's a really good team and we are picking here. Well we're not picking. But I'm saying, but I'm saying <laughs> like they're they're talking about carrying trophies, which is cool. Nobody because has the lineup's good and the rotation's you'll I, notice no, no, You'll notice. What they learned from last year. Nobody you know, said the, that this year. What is it, the movie thing. I, I love yeah. what Vlad Vladdy said, I'm good. I'm not talking yeah. anymore. I love that. Nobody's it's, talking about yeah, that. Yeah. And they've gotten rid of the jacket, which seemed no, like a, a giant deal. I mean that's the, the reason why
1: you're gonna like win a World, God. World Series. It's because you do not wearing the jacket no more. The jacket is making... You know what? Getting rid of the jacket's done. It's made a bunch of old white dudes happy. Because other than that, most people didn't care. Yeah. Most people didn't care. I'm in that camp. It's like, uh, guys who think that we're still in the 60s, those are the guys that got upset about it. It's a freaking jacket. Although, did you see, by the way, Bill Madden? Did you see Bill Madden's comment? Bill Madden of the Daily News on... I wrote it down. March... Hang on, I wrote it in my uh, book. March 20, uh, Bill Madden of the Daily News on March twenty third quoted an unnamed Yankees official as saying, the Blue Jays don't scare us, they don't know how to win, and they act like. What What is it? I'm just saying that other teams, maybe other teams did notice the whole home run jacket thing.
0: (laughs) What? You open the home put run you, jacket. Put your name beside it. Are you going to say something like that? But no, about hell team no. Or say out loud. No, no absolutely your name? You can put my name right beside no, that. Don't put your name. Because it's names. obviously a player. It sounds like Donaldson no, would say that. No, it,
1: it's – I don't <laughs> – I think <laughs> no? it – no, I would think, knowing Bill, it's probably an executive.
0: I mean, come really? Yeah. It's because my players are better than yours. I, I, that that would, is what would scare you Anyhow, more. That's all, it doesn't
1: matter now because there's no home run jacket. The Pirates uh, apparently yeah, Now won. you can win. Now you can win because uh, you don't have a home run jacket. Hmm. Hopefully, you know, maybe they'll do something. Maybe they'll give out one of those medallions. I don't, th- because of the medallion I don't think
0: it's happening. Yeah. I think it's high five, shake hand. That would be way to go. Like go that. get them next time.
1: I just, I feel guilty because maybe I don't, maybe I didn't care about it enough.
0: I, I really didn't.
1: Maybe I didn't care about I, I, it. Enough. You know what I did care about? You didn't like the manager oh, coming up did not it. like You're, that. We are on oh, board. Boy, there. I would have yeah, raised on, my hand. We're on board with I that. Because I was
0: a nobody, but I'd still raise my hand and been like, what dude, what are you doing? Yeah, we we are <laughs> how many homers you hit we are on, this season? We are I'll on, say board that. We're so on board. with none. So why are you putting that. the jacket on? That was a little much, but all that other I mean, but it seems like a big deal. And now it's something they don't have to worry about. Yeah. Now they can go out there, see balls, catch yeah. ball, throw ball, hit the cutoff guy. Hit homers. Throw strike one, be efficient, three my, pitches, go seven innings.
1: My concern about all this, this discussion about maturity and new attitude, and, in, in addition to the fact that it touches on a whole bunch of,
0: a 192
1: uh, of sensitive areas, you know, it bothers, it doesn't bother me. It annoys me because, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like the Leafs. The least got John Tavares. We've addressed a leadership issue in our locker room. Then they spend the next three trade deadlines trying to bring more leaders in. Because you know what? Quote, unquote, you can never have too much leadership. All right. George Springer was supposed to cure all this because he's the guy with the World Series ring. Experience winning championships. So, and and this is why it it. It drove me around the bend is as, as we started having this discussion about leadership and culture and all this. And, Man. oh, my God. They won
0: 92 games. They won
1: 92 games. That's
0: not been too bad.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you got a good team. And let me ask you this. We Do you gotta, think, you the, you think the, they the would have kept the – jacket was up? the reason why they lost the two games think, at home? Do you think they would have kept the jacket up if they were going through to the World Series? I mean, ah, come on. They, Anyhow. You
0: would have, have seen it.
1: Anyhow. That's just – I know that we're going to talk this year – I guarantee you this year, guarantee. And we try not. I, no, 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 I guarantee I you there's going to be a story if this team gets off to a good start. Everybody's going to say, "Boy, they're Boy. they're mature. There's yeah. a new culture, and the jacket's gone." And oh, how did the hell that? Uh, that's my fault. Wasn't it forgetting in the jacket? Absolutely.
0: I, everything that does this, that, that happens on fault. this show is your fault. That was my fault. <laughs> I just I can't. It's, I'm, it's a, I'm just I'm it's wrestling tough, with it. It's tough to wrap I see, your j- head I see it. the it really jacket is. in my sleep. I, I, I see for the jacket reason, in my sleep. For some reason, we talk about it too much. Yeah,
1: let's let's not talk about it. Let's
0: not. They talk have a about really it. good. T- uh, well, we, we I am picking no mature, No maturity When I, when the I team. ask, what are you worried about? They have a really good team. Yeah, a really good team. They have a good lineup. They have, they have three guys in their rotation that's really good. Can I tell you can one hide thing? some woes that is in the issue in their pin, which is what I like to talk. Can about. I tell you Let's one talk thing? Talk about those good things.
1: Can I Well, I want to tell you one thing we haven't talked enough about in spring training, largely because as you know, stats in spring training don't mean a damn thing.
0: But I got to tell you. Otto Lopez it does. I got to tell
1: you. Kevin Kiermaier has had a good spring
0: well what you know i talked to him he's had a real, good spring. real quick he's not trying to hit homers anymore and i and i said this the first time I, I talked to you when i was in spring training and i said can you remember tampa bay putting those nets in the infield and everybody was trying to hit the ball over you know you had the little uppercuts mm-hmm. you're trying to you had the bent upper remember half that drill. like yeah, you're yeah. leading with your back yeah. elbow instead of your bottom hand like you're trying to get the ball in the air he was one of them dudes if you remember you go back and look at video he was one of them yeah. now he's not he's not that guy He's a speed guy. Hit the ball in a big part of the field and run like he stole something. That's him. Just like we saw yesterday, he's out in front. He hits a triple, stand-up triple. It's easy. That I think is what they're trying to do, and that's what he's trying to do. He wants length in his swing, level, not mm-hmm. with an uppercut. And if he can just think that all the time and stay healthy, I was going to say man, how, how much of that comes from just healthier oh, I lower, healthier lower half. Absolutely, makes absolutely a big that difference, helps. Absolutely, right? that helps. But you, he's bought into everything that the Blue Jays are selling. Like, I get to play every day. I'm doing it against lefties. I can get to play center. You know, I get to be sort of the quarterback on the field, which is what they are. I can hit ninth. I bought into that. I'm a second Mm -hmm. leadoff hitter. Like, there's all. I'm I'm getting on base for the big boys up front because there is big boys. You never had big boys in Tampa. Yeah. I think his just his mindset has changed, and he can be a big asset for this team, obviously with the defensive side of it. But if he can level out his swing and think big part of the field, if he becomes and, an
1: offensive contributor can you, and can and
0: you imagine you do have Hit then, then you fifty they have two fifty
1: you do have a legitimate you do have two legitimate lead off hitters because then, well, then, then well no but, no but what I mean different. is no, but what I mean mm-hmm. is you got a chance now for George Springer to come up with two maybe a man it. in exactly ex exactly or, or not even or a man in second where a single's going to drive there him it in. is there it is and and I just think I I kind of feel guilty that we haven't talked about Kevin Kiermaier that much cuz we're worried about his health and everything here's a guy who's I, come in knock on wood but here's a guy who's come in
0: been healthy um, maybe it's good we're not talking about it because that word you said healthy the I only did, reason we'd we'd be talking about him is if he's not healthy but if you and go, he is you go back and look like
1: again spring training stats and all that he's had a he's had an active spring like you I think John Schneider made – no, it was about George Springer. John Schneider was talking about how, you know what? George Springer's in in the middle of – he said this last year. George Springer's in the middle of a lot of activity in the game. Like Mm. there's a lot – just there's a lot going on when you're George Springer. Sure. And I think Kevin Kiermaier's had the same type of spring. He's been involved in an awful lot of – in an awful lot of things.
0: pressure on defenses, which is, you know, not what they had all all of last year. It's more of – you know, it's party out front. Yeah. It's trying to hit the homer. I'm not saying they're not going to try and do that, but you got a guy on that can create some havoc. It's
1: Jack nice. Curry is a Yes Network analyst, Yes Network host. I think he's also done some, uh, he may have done some, some, some broadcast work today, some TV work, some play-by-play work as well during spring training. He's one of our favorites. He's got a new book out. He's always, always, always got some original thoughts. Jack Curry joins us to break down the New York Yankees, and we'll ask the question of Anthony Volpe. Is he the new Derek Cheater?
0: <laughs>
1: we'll find out. It's Blair Pretty and Barker, five ninety three sixteen. Wherever you get your favorite podcast, breaking down the top stories in hockey
2: and Elliot Friedman every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe
1: and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>
0: look at me like that huh? I'm happy today the book is
1: the uh, inside story of the greatest team in pinstripe history the 1998 New York Yankees I'll buy that um having covered covered that World Series which was just a absolute just you want to talk about boat racing a baseball season Never mind the San Diego Padres. That's what the New York Yankees did. Jack Curry is the author of the book, and uh, he is also a Yes Network analyst. We're very pleased that he joins us on Blair and Barker. Jack, thanks so much for joining us again. Congratulations on the book. I think, uh, uh, uh,
2: yeah, that was the Yankees team was pretty good. <laughs> I, you know what? J- as J- I remember, and, Kevin, and I'm sure, I'm sure you guys will both appreciate this. We actually changed the title too. We changed it to the inside story of the greatest baseball team ever. Not just in pinstripe. Pitch there three, you go. Kevin. We're going to the top of the mountain because I want people to buy this book and I want them to argue with me or go back and forth with me. Cause I think I make a pretty strong case with the help of other voices as to why this team stands top that mountaintop.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, you know, when I knew you were coming on, I, I was thinking about, I mean, I'm hard pressed to come up with another team that, that, just dominated and, and top to bottom was, was good. Just so good. Um,
2: I mean, you could throw the 27 Yankees out there, the 39 Yankees there. There, I mentioned all these teams The 1906 Cubs won 116 games, but you use the word Jeff um, and both of you guys know this well dominance. And I interviewed mm-hmm. John Thorne, the MLB historian and he chose the 98 Yankees. And this is a man who is, has been hired by MLB because of, what he knows about baseball history. So, I do hope people uh as we're as we're moving towards opening day 2023, I hope some people will take a little flashback 25 years with me.
1: So that raises the question then what are the 2023 New York Yankees going to be like and um should I just get used to putting Anthony Volpe in my lineup card every every time every time the Yankees and Jays play? Should I just put him in there and just leave him there?
2: Yes, you should. I think fans will be excited. Well, Toronto fans will want to beat Volpe, but guys, I I was in spring training uh, just recently. I spoke to Volpe on Friday, and what he does on the field is impressive. He's got a real mature approach at the plate. A lot of kids go up there, young kids, and they want to impress right away. He's selective, and I think when you watch him, and I'm not saying he's going to be this player, but because of his size and the way that he swings, He's going to remind you of Dustin Pedroia. He's mm-hmm. only about 5'10". He's bulkier. He's bigger than Pedroia. But I always used to call Pedroia the little guy with the big swing. And that's who I think Volpe is. He's, he's He uses his legs. He's got this this big line drive, hit the ball over the fence or into the gaps kind of swing. And then the point I wanted to make was that he's so comfortable in his own skin And when I interviewed him, I said to him, and this is a day or so before they made the announcement that he was the starting shortstop, I said, are you confident you've done enough to prove to the Yankees you could and should be the starting shortstop? In a very savvy-like fashion, the 21-year-old says, well, it's all about development. So wherever I end up, I just want to continue to develop. And I said, "Okay, he's built for New York. He's going to be fine.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I got to be honest with you. I was watching Aaron Judge uh, yesterday hit the home run to right center, and I'm thinking to myself, Jack, uh, what would be a, season, a good season for Aaron after the season he's coming off last year? And, oh, by the way, he signed a big giant deal. Is there, is there numbers that you could put to his season that would say, okay, the follow-up season was really good too?
2: So, Kevin, I'm going with 50, because wow. 50 to me is still a magical number. Yeah, I think to, to think that a guy, even if we're calling Judge, well, he's right up there with Otani and Trout, right? I'd say those mm-hmm. are the three best players in baseball right now. I mean, gosh, if he if he hit 45 home runs, would, would someone say that was a disappointment? The second best home run hitter in Major League Baseball last year was Schwarber with 46. Mm-hmm. So if Judge hit 45 or 46, are we going to say disappointment? I... I think that what stood out for me, guys, the most last year is not only the production, not only how he handled it, but I thought he improved so much in not chasing. Mm -hmm. I know the statistics say there wasn't a huge change in his chase percentage, but I thought the pitches that used to get him out or used to get him to produce some weak contact, he just started laying off. He wasn't swinging at breaking pitches out of the zone anymore.
1: What are the concerns for the Yankees right now, Jack? Obviously, the health of the starting rotation would Mm -hmm. probably be first and foremost, right?
2: Yeah, the two biggest stories in spring training camp, you've now covered them. It was the shortstop battle with Volpe, and it was just the injuries. Montas goes down, probably done for the year. They lose Rodon and then Severino, probably until early May. And there's a hue and cry. Does Cashman make a deal? You guys know it's, it's hard to pick up a starter at the end of spring training who you feel is going to be impactful. I saw the Mets sign Dylan Bundy to a minor league deal. That's what you're kind of looking at at this point. So I think they're going to try and tread water through May in the hopes that they get Severino and Rodon back. And the Jays saw a glimpse at one of the guys who's probably going to get a shot in Brito yesterday, who hadn't pitched a lot in spring training, but came out had a real nice fastball changeup combination He's probably going to get a shot to get a couple of starts in April.
0: Jack, how much does DJ, DJ LeMahieu help Aaron Boone just where he puts everybody in the lineup?
2: Immensely. Yeah. And I think that's one thing. When the Yankees review last season, the Astros were the better team, and the Astros deserved to beat them. But when the Yankees got swept in four games, they didn't have LeMahieu. They didn't have Ben Two guys who put the ball in play, they struck out 50 times in four games. So having LeMahieu. First of all, the ability to put the ball in play. There are no extreme shifts anymore, but nobody ever shifted against DJ anyway, because he hit the ball all over the field. But to your point, you can play him, Kevin, at different positions. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, let's stick this guy at this position. You put him at that position and, and you get above average defense, wherever he is.
0: Jack, what have you seen from Aaron Hicks in spring training? Good question. I mean, trying to, he's trying to,
2: maintain his baseball, what's the word I want to say, the ability to get some playing time. That left field job should be his. This shouldn't even be an issue. But he has struggled so much and he had had injuries that it opened the door for the Yankees to now say, well, Cabrera's going to get some looks in left field. They're going to get Stanton out of that DH slot. Boone said anywhere from 40 to 60 games. I thought Hicks had an okay spring training. The one thing that he always brings is he does have plate discipline. Even within what he would describe as a disappointing year last year, I think the guy hit 220, but he had about a 320 on-base percentage. So if he could ever just be a little more consistent, you get that average up to 250 or 260 with a little power and a 350 on-base percentage, I think the Yankees would say, okay, yeah, you can live with that. Yeah.
1: Jack, you mentioned <clears throat> Oswaldo Cabrera, and he's a guy that uh, you know we saw last year, and both Kevin and I were talking about being intrigued by him, seeing him in spring training this year. Same thing. What I, I mean, operating under the assumption that we're seeing kind of the next core of the New York Yankees here. You know, there are some older guys, but you've got uh, Volpe. You've got, you know, Judge is going to be around for a while. You've got some other guys, Pedraz and all these guys. What is Oswaldo
2: Cabrera? It's interesting. He is so versatile that I'm not sure he'll ever have one position with the Yankees. Kevin just mentioned DJ LeMahieu. I go back to, I think of Tony Phillips and then mm. Ben Zobrist and then mm-hmm. Sean Rodriguez, these guys who could play all over. And the thing about Cabrera is, is he loves doing that. I ran into him at a Yankee event in the off season and one of his friends was there and the friend just, of course, being a friend was playfully saying, why don't, why don't they just play Oswaldo in left field? They keep talking about needing a left fielder. Just put him out there in 130 games. And I turned to the friend and said, because he has more value when you can move him around the field. And Oswaldo was, was nodding his head. And he did a charity event this off season, which I thought was great. He was with a bunch of young kids. And one of the kids asked him a great question and said, what's your favorite position to play? And Cabrera said, wherever the manager puts me that day. And I thought, man, that's a, that's a great answer. And for him, it's a truthful answer.
0: Jack, give me one player that the new rules has helped the most.
2: You brought him up already.
0: Aaron Hicks
2: was shifted against more than any other Yankee last season. I have to believe that there are going to be some hits that are going to fall in for him. And I also have to believe, and Kevin, you would know this as well as anyone, the mental side of it. Sure. Someone saying to him, hey, there's, there's not a guy playing there anymore. That, that's got to work in your favor. And we all know the numbers in baseball. I mean, if you could get one or two extra hits a week, and that becomes 10 extra hits a month, and that becomes 60 extra hits in a year, well, what, what kind of player have you turned into from maybe a below average player to an above average player?
0: Jack, I also saw him with a two strike approach. Maybe that mental aspect of if I just put the ball in play because of there's no shift, I can get more hits at 100%. Yeah.
2: And I think the Yankees have had, they've tried that with a lot of their players. Even Judge this year. You guys will notice the difference with two strikes. Even the mighty judge has decided that that big leg kick, he doesn't really need that big leg kick with two strikes. So he's sort of pivoting his front foot now to keep his bat in the zone longer. He knows if he, if he, if he makes contact, whether he hits the, if he, sort of if he hits the ball 410 instead of 450. Mm, so yeah. he's trying to cut down on his strikeouts this year too.
1: Jack, we really appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much great for your stuff. time. Good stuff as always. Thanks, Jack. Be well. Have a Thanks, great day. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Bye. That's Jack Curry. He's author of the book, The 1998 Yankees The Inside Story of the Greatest Baseball Team Ever. It's available to pre order now. And according to our friends at Amazon, it's out on May 2nd. And yeah, as, as I said, covering that World Series. That was a, uh, that was a, a lesson in dominance by that particular that particular Yankees team.
0: It, it is. You know, I th- you look at the 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 2023 Yankees rotation, if everybody's healthy in that rotation, Jeff, they could be one of the best rotations in baseball. Like, oh, yeah, without question. Absolutely. Without question. Like, like Severino could but be your number four butt. guy. It, absolutely it is. It's all, it's all about health, but I think that's what the Yankees and Brian Cashman are sort of hanging their hat on is if we can just get everybody healthy enough to get a consistent run going, yeah. you roll into October with those first four guys? I thought man.
1: I thought last year, I wrote this last year and I said this last year. I thought last year, going into the season, Luis Severino was the single most important player you in could the argue. American League East sure, to you his could team. Argue. You can argue that again this absolutely.
0: year. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Because if he can't stay healthy, now the Yankees have still got a good lineup. The Yankees are way more athletic than they've been in some time. All of that good stuff, and they still got Garrett Cole and Nestor Cortez and that. But if they don't have a uh, a, a healthy Luis Severino, you know, I mean, to, to me, he's a difference maker in a short series.
0: He's the it, difference in going to a World Series and not going to a World Series. And,
1: and he, I mean, we, we'll have that discussion on, on on Wednesday. We'll take a look ahead to the uh, to the season. We'll probably we'll get you to call up the back leg line. And leave some voice uh, voice messages ahead of Wednesday. We'll get your picks on uh you know we'll get you the the listener and the viewer. Tell us who you think's gonna win the World Series, uh, where the Jays are gonna finish and who the Cy Young award winners are and all that. I'll throw that out on social media later. But yeah, we'll have that discussion about sort of everybody talks about the most irreplaceable player in each team. For me, it's Vladdy on this team. Well, oh, no lose Who is Vladdy or toast. Uh and and for the Yankees I really do. Aaron Judge is great, but if you lose him, it wouldn't be good. But you can, I think, you might be able to make up a little bit. But you cannot make up for not having Luis Severino unless the kid, unless a guy like Johnny Brito, the kid we saw last sure, night, sure. is capable of I'm, stepping up I'm and very having one of those to big see what, of years.
0: See what the balance schedule brings to all of these teams, because you're going you're to face you're going to face better teams. That's a good point. More often, so I. I'm not saying there's not really good teams in the American League East, but you're going to have to face see, teams I, be really good. But I was efficient, have see, better at bats.
1: I was going to disagree with you there because I think every team. If you go look at the other divisions, who's the weak team in this division?
0: I'd still I, maybe Boston. I, I, yeah, maybe. But you look at
1: other other divisions, the Central Division. God, there's 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 four teams in the, in the National League Central that are worse that are worse than the Red Sox. Sure. I think. Like I think the balanced schedule actually helps the AL East teams because you're going to be playing fewer games against good teams.
0: Maybe, maybe they're an older team, the Yankees, right? You, you need to. I've seen that before. I know how mm-hmm. to attack it. I know what my bats are going to look like. If you're one of those pitchers who is a veteran guy, I know they got some khakis, obviously. But it's how do you pitch? How do you set it up? How do you be efficient enough to get them out in three pitches? I do think there's a little. Element to that. Be interesting to see the Blue Jays uh, on the flip side of that, how their lineup looks against teams they don't face all the time. Yeah, I
1: want to mention, by the way, that Kevin Gossman, the Jays uh, had him pitch at the minor league complex to keep him away from me. And just because ah, there's smart. no you well, no don't want to see his new toy, no. too, the slider. And for Kevin yeah. Gossman, it's all about getting your work in. No question. And he pitched well. He carved up some minor oh, leagues, sure apparently. Sure, he would. Sure, he would. 416, 413, 3959 is the back leg line. We have a, and uh, that is a line to leave questions, comments, whatever for Barker. Not so much for me. Gives you a chance to talk to Kevin Barker. We've player got player and Barker. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have a couple of callers left messages from Mr. Barker. Josh in Edmonton. We got a lot of people from across
0: How the country. Keep which them is coming. Good. Keep
1: them coming. That's Josh great. in Edmonton.
2: Just a question for you about the Japanese style of hitting. I've
0: noticed that their swings look a little bit different. Like when they swing, they almost sort of follow through with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then when they make contact, they're kind of running towards first base. Uh, obviously, we saw that with Ichiro a long time ago. Uh, just watching the World Baseball Classic, I noticed it again. Uh, so I'm just wondering if you can break down the difference, uh, if it's just a difference in philosophy uh, or mechanics, and the idea behind it, uh, and what's maybe gained or lost from it. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, that's a great question, what, Josh. yeah It is. That's a great question. You know, I think it's a lot of, if I'm around a bunch of hitters who are trying to do a lot of the same thing, it sort of rubs off on you, right? You come to the United States, you it's how you get paid of, you, you hit the home run, you backspin baseballs, you drive in runs, that's how you get paid the most. Countries like Japan are, you know, that that philosophy is, I put the ball in play. How dare I strike out? I don't want to do that. I keep the barrel in the hitting zone a long time. And I do just think it's if I see the guy do it in front of me. I see the guy after me doing the same thing. That's contagious. And I do think it's a, you know, I don't want to say it's not individual because there is some hitters in Japan who, You know, it's party out front, which I'm using that phrase because I love it. Addison Barger. Absolutely. I love it. It's kind of cool to hear and say. But I think for the most part, it is we're just going to fluster that starting pitcher so much by traffic. How much? think that is what they're trying to do. How much do you think it's also
1: a reaction to the type of pitching
0: you're facing in Japan? Maybe maybe they are spin at first, sort of. You know, when I went over there for tryouts, it was spin at first. And, but... Did that's, they talk, to you? Did they talk to you about talk to Look at the, look at the elite guys that we saw. No. look at the, yeah. I absolutely not. Look at the elite guys because I was going over there to do one thing, squish the bug and go back Lake City. Yeah. I was different than everybody else because they had a bunch of those guys that Josh were talking about. Keep the barrel in the hitting zone. Use the entire field. How dare you strike out? Like that's the approach. But now you're starting to see power. So much power we saw from the yeah. from the pitchers. From Japan, So I do think Josh is a great question. I just think it's a lot of how you get paid in the United States is a different approach. I've mentioned Tampa. Tampa's that right. You put all those cages in the infield, those nets in the infield, and you try to hit it over it because of the shift. And it'll be interesting to see if it's even a big deal. Now the shift of the 300 hitter. Right, will we see it a hitter closer to 300 I'm not saying 300 hitting 300 is hard even when you're facing the velocity you're facing but will there be approach and Jack even mentioned it yeah. you're seeing the big donkeys for the Yankees shorten up with two strikes because the alignment of the defense is different yeah. it's a big deal you put the ball in play you score more runs that way so it's that's a great question
1: yeah thanks a good for question.
0: calling in it's good Matt and Hamilton.
1: Looking at uh, Gabby Moreno's
2: numbers here from spring, although it is spring, just wondering uh, thoughts on that from your guys' end, and uh, do you think that's going to be a trade that we uh, we end up living to regret here? I so always love the show. Thanks again, guys, for everything.
1: Thanks, Matt. Um, I'll go with that. No, only because Gabriel Moreno's not going to help you go to the World Series this year or next year, and uh, that's Varshow. what it's all about. Varsho gives you something you don't have in the organization, something you can use right now. This is about winning while Vladdy and Bo are still here. There it is. It
0: is. I'm not sure I can and, add anything more to that. You really? nailed it. I, well, I mean, you nailed that. Like, it's I, to, to, to think every time that Gabby does something well, you're going to throw your hands in the air and go, how dare we? Are we going to regret that? No, you have a championship team right in front of you. They're trying to refine it. Because of how they see the Astros look, how they saw the Phillies look last year, how they're trying to compete against the Yankees. Like you're trying to match up every little weakness that you have to make you better than those teams. I've said this, and this is why I talk about their team in October instead of the regular season. They're a playoff team for me today. Are they a championship team? And you have to give up something to get something. Yeah, look, we're going to drive ourselves
1: nuts if we keep talking
0: about Gabrielle
1: Moreno. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not criticizing the caller. Look, he, he was a highly touted prospect, and um, was yeah, he? We spent well, he yeah. I mean, home he was high, minor leagues. Well, was he? he was highly touted. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's ranked high. Uh, when I say highly touted, I mean people had all him highly. Was good. People had him highly ranked and all that, and you know that that's fine, but. Again, he's not he's not playing here this year. He's not taking playing time from Alejandro Kirk. He's not taking playing time from Danny Jansen. He would have been a triple A. He's not helping you. Dalton Varsho Dalton Varsho will win more games for the Blue Jays this year than Gabriel Moreno would have won for the Blue Jays this year. Now, period. 4 years down the road if Gabriel Moreno's an all-star and the Jays have, have haven't won a World Series, then we can look back at it. Uh, 4 years from now. <laughs> four years from now. Really? That's it for us. Don't forget, we'll be back to more from 11 to noon Eastern on Sportsnet 590, the fans Sportsnet 360. If you're listening to us via podcast, leave us a lovely five-star review. Wednesday, we go to two hours. Thursday is opening day. I think I covered everything. Oh, I forgot one thing. Have yourself a great day.